If you want to hear the two blokes that do that show talk about that guy who was in that thing, then you're in the right place. This is episode 67 of Have You Seen? Welcome, friends from the internet, once again to the podcast Submersible. I am Kieran, that guy, Lafort. At the under the table is uh, Tom, that thing, Webb. Thanks. I thought it was appropriate. Cheers. And uh, we have been reduced to reviewing made-for-TV documentaries about jobbing actors. <laughs> <laughs> We've run out of proper movies. <laughs> this may well be the last show. I'm kidding, it's not the last show. <laughs> um it was to be all change in the submersible this week. We tried a bit of new technology. It yeah. didn't work. We're back yeah. to old technology. Yeah. Uh, trusty yeah. five-pound <laughs> USB microphones yeah. that seem to work. We do, however, have a new door on the submersible, which is apparently completely soundproof. Yeah. Well, it, technically, it's two doors. Yes. With a little gap in the middle. Yeah. It makes it nice and soundproof. So there um, should be no... Even, um, yeah, even better. Than strange before. noises from the outside. Yeah. Just the usual strange noises from the inside. Yes. This is also possibly the best dressed episode of the podcast. We're both sitting here in proper yeah, button-up shirts. Yeah, that's actually. Yeah, um, it's been a client-facing kind of day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we have been very client-facing today. And battling new technology, which is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. The never-ending march of alleged progress. I think it was it was la- the last episode we recorded. We'd spent most of the day battling that technology, hadn't we? Yes, we had, and had thumping great headaches. Yes. Uh, and today was kind of the first. Sh- test of that technology in front of the clients and it went actually pretty well i, think I don't from, have a headache i don't know last week's headache so from our point of view it went very well i thought excellent so. good well people don't want to hear about that no they don't they no. want to hear about that guy who was in that thing yes do you want to give a little recap as to what it's all about yeah um it, i just stumbled across it on netflix and it, uh it's a little documentary and it very candidly interviews uh 16 or 17 sort of jobbing actors in la and it really kind of goes through what it's like to try and earn a basic living as an actor. Um, you know, it's not about the Hollywood stars. It's not about um, sort of, you know, thespians or Shakespearean actors. Or what, I mean, it's, it's literally guys that just want to... The guys who play the FBI agent, yeah. the president every now and again, a businessman, the lawyer who loses exactly, the case, yeah, yeah, all of those. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and it's... Yeah, so it's all these guys and you will see them... I think when I watched this uh, documentary within three days of just like my normal average television watching, which Mm. isn't a great deal, but, you know, channel hopping and flicking through the channels, I had seen appear on my screen uh, at least 12 of these guys, Mm. just completely randomly. Um, And they are all, I mean, the majority of them are faces you will recognize. There's a couple of names you might recognize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really fascinating. Particularly, I think I mentioned last time out was uh, what I found it fascinating was the division of a paycheck. Yes. And also, uh, that, my final note actually is the breakdown of the paycheck is horrifying. It is, and also um, the auditions process, which some of these guys you kind of think, wow, do they actually? You wouldn't think they audition. You'd yeah. think someone would go, oh, I know who we need. We need this guy. We'll yeah. get him. Um, well, some yeah, of them say some, some of them. I, uh, I would Craig expect. Fairbrass of all people. Yes, says I would love to be the guy they think of when they think of a particular role. Yeah. It's like would they just pick up? They want a Craig Fairbrass type. They just pick up the phone and call me. Yeah, yeah, but he has to audition. And yeah. I mean, I think it's Xander Berkeley as well. And he, yeah. he was talking about. It. See, I I think of, uh, maybe it's because I love Jackie Chan movies, but he's the bad guy in Shanghai Noon. 
That's yes. how I know him. Yeah. And he's got a cool name. Yeah. That's how you know Zander Berkeley. Well, I'm going to quickly run down the list of these names. and some. Of the There's names... one I really wouldn't try and pronounce. Oh, I'm, I not can't do, I'm not going to do that one. Uh, so Zander Berkeley, Bruce Davidson, Craig Fairbrass, Zach Grenier, uh, Paul Guilfoy? Guilfoy? G-U-I-L-Guilfoy. Guilfoy, okay. Gregory Itzen. Then we've got the Polish guy who insists on having the right accents over various letters of his name. I think that, I thought that was quite funny. It's, it, yeah. it's his contract. Yeah, yeah he, has he has to have, have his right name spelt correct. absolutely correctly. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to go with Jelko for that because that's, that's as close as I yeah, can get. It's Jelko Ivanic. Yeah. Um, Robert Joy, Stanley Camel, JC McKenzie, Matt Malloy, uh, Donna Massetti. She was a... She's an agent. She's an agent. Uh, Timothy Ormanson, Mark Rolston... William Morgan Shepherd, uh, Wade Williams, and Rick Worthy, hmm. and like I mean, a lot of these guys. When you look at, you know, might not know those names, but you know the faces. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, Wade, have you seen any American TV show since yeah. 1999? Yeah, well, you would have uh, seen a lot of them. The one I remember Wade Williams from is he's he's the I think he's the really evil prison guard in Prison Break. He's something in Prison Break. Yeah, uh, you know, he uh, just, he, gave, he gave one of the best quotes actually. I he kind of look like an ones. asshole, so I keep getting cast as assholes. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Which he swiftly follows up with, my father was a monk. <laughs> yeah, yes. And the picture of those two together <laughs> is brilliant. Yeah. Because, yeah. The, I mean, the background. insane. I know, some of the background of these guys is, is crazy. I mean, mm. it's just, you know, they come from all walks of life. Yeah. And, you know, they're just jobbing day to day. And it's like, you know, if you get one or two jobs a month, you're doing really, really yeah. well. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, carry on with your thoughts. Um, well, I found myself not paying a lot of attention to it. Oh, really? Because it's so badly made. It's not, I don't know if I said that last week, it's not the best made in the world. It's sub-Kieran and Tom Productions. There are jump cuts, there's yeah. some awful um, tie clip miking. Yeah, some, of, some, of some, my... some quotes, like there are bits, most of the interviews are done very quick and down and dirty no 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 no, no. they do like one interview with people yeah but then some of them they've done a second interview Interview, yeah that's right so some people are different interviews usually have shit sound quality yeah Um, i did wonder if actually they were pre-interviews maybe where people were trying to get a rough idea of what this was going to be before getting the funding to do it maybe and i wondered if they were well this appears to have sat around for a while right okay because um it's got like a 2011 or a 2012 yeah uh copyright date on it right but it mentions one of the guys they interviewed in it died mm. in 2008 mm. so i yeah, think it's been true, i yeah. think it took a while to get done yeah um yeah uh, it's poorly shot and cut and the music is driving me batty right um <laughs> I'd love this to be shot with even half an ounce of flair or style. And there are at least two occasions where the cameraman drops the camera. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty badly shot. I was thinking, actually, two things I would have liked rather than watching this documentary. Yeah. One, I would have liked to have read the, bo- read the book. Oh, I didn't know there was a book. There's not a book. All right. But it made me think book. of, you heard of Tales from the Script? Yes. Which is this, but with screenwriters. Yes. See, the docu- the documentary version of that yeah. is much better shot than this. Okay, so I have And seen there's that. a book as well. Yeah. I think I've ever read the book. I might have done. I'm not I've sure. I've got it somewhere, if yeah. you haven't. Um, and I would have actually would have liked to have seen a, the, a BBC Alan Yentob produced version of this. Right. Yeah, okay. You know that, the kind yeah. of documentaries yeah, know, he does yeah. on... Uh, he does a lot, actually, on like um, yeah. Hollywood and whatnot. Was he the, did he do one on interviewing? 
I think he might have done one on interviewing recently that was pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah, but I, for me, it was more just a case of, you know, we're, we're obviously watching these movies and these guys are cropping up all the time in movies and TV. And it was more just seeing what it was. It was the subject more than the actual Yeah, yeah. And thing the, well, kind of the other problem I had with it was like, not many of them had very interesting stories. There are a couple of really good ones. Yeah. Um, I liked um, uh, I like uh, Matt Malloy and his wig collection. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And um, his uh, story, how he got to work with Robert Altman. Right, yeah. For the second time. Yes, yeah. With, uh, really where he good. does a trick with a fly. Yeah. Uh, and manages to get a, a gig on Robert Altman. He's, uh, I said Altman ring, rings him up after he sees this trick and says, I yeah. have no idea if you can act, but you, that trick was so fucking funny, I need to have you around. Yeah. Yeah, was it, didn't he something like catch a fly, knock it out in a freezer, and then tie a little yeah, banner yeah, you, to his yeah, leg? If you freeze a fly, you can uh, it will remain unconscious for about forty seconds. Yeah, so you can tie a note to its leg. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and yeah. he demonstrates it. He does yeah. it on yeah. camera. Yeah, so you have a little fly buzzing, around, like on those old planes with it, carrying a banner behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one brilliant idea to come out of this. Yeah, from Rick Worthy. Right, uh, and it's so good they use the same clip twice. Yeah, where he talks about going into the cinema with a box of popcorn and a pack of M&M's and tipping the M&M's into the popcorn oh, and shaking it up. Yeah. I am going to do that because that <laughs> sounds great. Everybody does Star Trek, some of us more than once. Yes. That montage is really good. Yeah, that is really funny. I guess that over here, the equivalent is something like, the, well, it would have been The Bill or EastEnders. Yeah. You know, people always did that. But I did like that section. Yeah, everyone does Star Who's Trek. It, yeah, some of them turned up like four times. I know, yeah. yeah. As various different oh, things, not yeah. even the same part. No, just completely different characters. Yeah, and... Um, Oh, the other, the other really great story I like was um, Craig Frebaras talking about a job. Yeah, he says they booked me at eleven p.m. at one thirty. The script arrived and I had to start at half past six. I know. Yeah, it's crazy that just you know people are just expected to do that, just you know, yeah, and jump and you know you think how much preparation people should have and rehearsal and yeah. things like that. And you know these guys, you kind of, you kind of reevaluate their performances. Yeah. In a way. Because you kind of think you might think Craig Fairbrass, he's all right in some things. He's mm. a bit rubbish in others. And mm. then suddenly you think, oh hang on a minute. Maybe that's maybe it's because he has literally maybe had two hours dead. sleep and yeah. no prep on a script and yeah. Yeah. It's a um they definitely do it for the love of it. Yeah. That's what I kind of liked about it. Was yeah. the fact that, you know, they really didn't seem to be doing overly well out of it financially. No. What else did I like? I liked um, I liked Joko's action figure from 24, yes. where yeah, he compares yeah. the hairlines. Yeah. It's like, this, this little guy's got more hair than I have. Um, he's like, I'm never going to open this because it's got to go on eBay when I really run out of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what was the other thing? Oh, well, you talked about the audition process. Yeah. They really don't like auditioning. No. There was one guy, there is, I can't remember who, there is one guy who says it might be the only chance I get to act that week. Yes. That was, I thought it was a really interesting take on it. He yeah. was so, like, all he loved was the process of actually acting. Yeah. So just to get any chance to do it and there was, was someone a bonus. Else, was it it's either Berkeley or Jelko who says they do actually, they, quite, they actually don't mind the auditioning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was one guy, um, who I think it was Bruce Davidson saying, how am I supposed to walk into a room? And, you know, it's just a small mm. room, a table, and a script supervisor reading some lines. Like, how are you supposed that's to right. respond he's like, to he's that? Like, yeah. he's like, it's like, your one line you're given is, oh my God! And yeah. that's it. That's how they evaluate your performance. Yeah, and he's your just suitability like, for a film. It's just like, how do you go into that? You're not, you, he's like, you know, the whole thing of acting is reacting. And all that kind of stuff. So how can you when you're faced with that? Mm. He said, "You need a bit of 
And he said, so an audition is effectively pointless because yeah. most people will go on either if they know you, have worked with you before, yeah. or if they've seen you in something else. Yeah, or, you know, you should have a tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did like uh, Rick Worthy, actually, was... Um saying about his McDonald's job oh, he yes. did a McDonald's commercial yeah. it's like he'd hidden from me his dad went crazy when he told him he wanted to become an actor and kind yeah. of hidden it from him um, and was going to kind of surprise him with this McDonald's commercial and he got yeah. a phone call from his dad going that's you that's you on the TV <laughs> yeah. um, and he said yeah that was his demo tape for years because he yeah. played loads of different parts he was the only guy in the in the, yeah. in the commercial and he played four or five different characters yeah. in it and he's got a demo tape immediately yeah. and national exposure yeah yeah that was <laughs> but for Strangely enough, he was one of the ones that I actually don't think I have seen in anything. You've never seen Battlestar Galactica, have you? No. No, he's, uh, he's, he's had a big part in that. Oh, uh, okay, fine. Um, yeah, I'm out of notes. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't take much. I, I have to, like I said, I have to admit that I struggled to hold my attention. I really right. struggled with the, the way it was poor made. quality. Right, fair enough. Um, because I think they're all interesting guys, and they've probably got some great mm, stories yeah. to tell. No, maybe I just think they out. might have been holding back a bit. Well, they'd some have them, to. I, think, I mean, that's to keep the their careers. Yeah, you have to. I mean, yeah. the, the, some some bits I found surprisingly well, hints at something. Yeah, there's a few a, stories. A former TV star that's who uh, right, yeah. was a bit of a bitch on set and had to be taken aside by someone more senior and told, yeah. "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, there were some interesting little bits there, but I guess you know, I mean, we we spend a lot of our time filming interviews with actors where they're promoting movies or what have you, mm. and they're always always on message and kind yes, of like yeah. you know there's there's that veneer uh, very very occasionally we've been lucky enough to have yeah. people drop their guard a bit and be a bit more candid and genuine there is somebody there's somebody i won't name who no. we in, we did an interview with for one movie and he talked about how great it was and yeah. it was a joy working everybody uh the next time we saw him yeah we talked to him about that film and he went oh that was a piece of shit wasn't it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, so sometimes... Who is it? It's you... Actually, um, this isn't the same guy, but no. I heard Danny Dyer. Yes. Um, he was uh, once asked on a red carpet or in an interview, have you got a message for your fans? And he said, yeah, I'm really sorry about the last three movies. They were <laughs> shit, but this one's really good. Yeah. I have to say, he's one of the few people, actually, we've we've talked about who is really... Like, I mean, I don't particularly like any of his films. But he's honest. But he's very honest about himself, his career, and what his movies are like. Yes. Um, I think he, like, know, he knows who he appeals to. Yeah. There, I saw I him... I imagine there's lots of Americans listening to this now frantically Googling yeah, Danny Dyer. Yeah, don't. No. Um, I saw him reviewing some streaming apps like Netflix and Blinkbox and yeah. uh, Love Film, Love and, Film yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And he so he so like he searched his name within their search engine to see how many of each outlet had of his movies and mm. there was one that had like eight of his movies mm. and he's like well I've made 42 they've got eight mm. he said that one I'm, a, I'm not even in it for five minutes they shouldn't even have my name on it <laughs> and he's like and that one is really crap <laughs> and he was just you know completely brutally honest and I, and I guess it's it's good when people can do mm. that really mm. some people can get away with it more than others I guess yeah but yeah no I guess that's fair enough if you don't have many notes I guess the only thing we ha- we kind of touched on but could probably talk a little bit more about is the paycheck Yes, how an how an actor's paycheck is divided. Yeah, and they come in. You know, they come in with them, some respectable numbers on. And yes, then the so agent they might get to ten percent off the top. Yeah. So, for example, say they get a, a two thousand dollars for maybe like two or three days. Well, the, um, they were talking about how it's kind of declined as well. Uh, yes, the yeah. amount for uh, for the day player yeah. has declined mm. uh, quite significantly since the eighties. Yeah, um, and. 
Yeah, they were telling some stories. There's a guy who tells a story about a friend of his who got booked a, booked on a job for one day for like five grand or whatever it was. And he thought, yeah. you know, that's decent. And then he found out he had to have, it was over, uh, he had to commit to the weekend before that for yeah. some tests. Then he had to go in the day before for prosthetic tests. And it worked out being five days for five grand instead of one. And uh, yeah. he just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, there's some things like that. And, it, and you kind of think, well, hang on a minute, five days, five grand, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Not when you're doing that every three months. Yeah. Which some of these guys are. Yeah. And, you know, like I said before, one of them said, if you have one job a month, you're yeah, doing yeah. really, and really well. And there's another guy who says, he, you know, he booked um, he booked 10 shows in a year, 10 TV shows in a year. Yeah. Uh, and then didn't work for 18 months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's one thing. I mean, that, so that paycheck, what was it? It was Is it 10% to the agent? 10% to the agent, yeah. Then there'll be a manager who's entitled to a percentage. Yeah, which is, can be anything up to 20% or something like that. I can't remember. I can't it was remember quite a lot, the next yeah, chunk, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there were, what was the other thing? They, they, it just kept decreasing. Yeah, yeah there's ta- there's about, there'll be taxes oh, on taxes, that. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a publicist that takes a chunk. And That's right, the, yeah. the agent said um, she uh, she's seen big checks come in and the actual actor end up with a quarter like yeah, twenty five percent of that check. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, there are two talent agents in this film, actually. Right. Yes, there's, there's a, a guy. One, the male yeah. one. Yeah. Was the male talent agent's uh, interview shot in nineteen ninety? Because it looks like. Oh, it. good. Yeah. That, Everything from the re- office decor to his yeah. hair to the quality <laughs> yeah, of the stock. Absolutely. It yeah. just looks like absolute crap, yeah. and he's so stilted as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um. He was actually he was one of the highlights. I used to enjoy him coming on the screen because yeah. I knew it'd just be so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Regular listeners will know that we uh, repeatedly badger them for their thoughts on the films that we review. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes long past the point of reviewing them. Yes. Yeah. Um. And Pete Hammond has answered our call. Excellent. With a lengthy email that Good. I'm now going to try and read. There may be pauses for drinks of water. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of. Men reading stuff. Now <laughs> now is the, the time to crank up the volume. Yeah. Pete says, Hello, lads. Having been a long-time listener and occasional contributor, I thought I'd answer your call for feedback on films you've previously covered. Awesome. Firstly, I'd like to add my thoughts on Dread. I feel bad about this film. It cost $50 million and only made $30 million, and I feel partly responsible for its failure. <laughs> I never got to see it in the cinema. My local world of cine had it for one week, and I didn't get the opportunity to go. I then couldn't find it anywhere on DVD, and eventually I found it for six pounds about three weeks ago in Tesco, which reminds me I need to pick it up, pick up a copy. Right, uh, and I could finally feast my eyes upon it. But by Jove, it was worth the wait. In short, I fucking love this film. Oh, cool! It got the look and feel of early Mega City One just right. The contrast of the rundown city with the towering blocks, the near future look of the Lawmaster bikes, contrasted with perps driving VW camper vans, being good examples. It looked and felt how the comics did, almost as if they just put the comics on the screen. More importantly, Dredd himself was perfect. Carl Urban was a spot-on pick to play the man himself, able to convey the world-weary pissed-offness of Dredd with just the bottom quarter of his face. <laughs> importantly, he never removed his lid, Stallone take note. Story-wise, it does mirror the raid. Trapped in a hostile environment, no hope of rescue with everyone out to kill them. But it is different enough not for either to be accused of ripping the other one off. I think Dredd was around in development hell for ages before the raid came out. I think it's about right. Yeah, I think so too. Plus, I also think that Dredd has the better villain. Lena Headey as Mama is absolutely brilliant. Granted, Hedy is excellent in anything she does, but here she conveys a whole other level of malevolence. How am I... St- Pete, a whole other level of malevolence? What are you trying to do to me? <laughs> Sounds like a song. Yeah. Yes, in the raid you have a properly nasty chap, but Mama's message to rivals, skinning them, giving them slow-mo, then pushing them over the balcony over a 700-foot drop, hints at a properly evil mind. I have to say that, that in the 3D 
Does it look good? That was that was one of the bits that make you go, and you start <laughs> feeling a bit sick. Really? Not not because of the the 3D itself, but because of what you're seeing. You know, yeah. like the actual motion of someone yeah. starting to tumble. Nice. Yeah. Ah, slow mo. I'm really gutted I didn't see Dread in 3D cinema. Usually I can't abide 3D, but here I think I'd make an exception. Even on my TV, the slow mo effect is jaw dropping. Slow mo being a drug, but taken via asthma inhaler, yeah. that makes your perception of time slow down whilst making everything shiny. Uh, and the effect is used in context. It would be easy to use it all the time, but it's only ever used when needed, not just to make you go, ooh. Overall, I would say Dread is certainly my top film of 2012. Released in 2012, I just didn't see it till last month. Uh, and it's in my top five of all time. That's high praise. Wow, very much so. When it finished, I had to stop myself hitting play again. Even bought the soundtrack. Really nice, dirty, heavy electronica. The other film I thought I'd mention was Iron Sky. Ah. Uh. The history of this flick is well known, as is the premise, Moon Nazis. Yeah. I'd heard much about this film and eagerly awaited its release. Missed it on release. It was only in cinema for a week and even then on a limited schedule. So I managed to catch it on Netflix. Have to admit, I was quite excited. That didn't last long. Even knowing it was tongue-in-cheek and knowingly a bit rubbish, I couldn't stand it. I thought it looked cheap. I thought the humour was poor at best. How could this be compared to Battlestar Galactica? I would never know. Uh... At the point near the airlock where the girls' clothes get torn off, me, myself and three other people just looked at each other and said, no more. The only film I've been more disappointed in was Prometheus. <laughs> it's going to bang on about Prometheus. <laughs> and he says in brackets, and breathe. <laughs> uh, and Iron Sky joins Green Lantern in the hallowed list of films I've turned off. Green Lantern got switched off after 10 minutes and I was on an aeroplane. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good, good work. Cheers, Pete. Cool. That's awesome. I love getting stuff like that. Oh. Mostly because you have to read it, but yeah. <laughs> Did we read Phil Austin's email about Paranorman? I don't think we did. No, because we didn't have time. No, it arrived shortly after we reviewed it, didn't we? Yes, I believe so. So let's read Phil Austin's email on Paranorman. Yeah, because if we we can do that and then double check, and if we did, we can cut it. <laughs> Okay. I don't think we did. I don't remember. We really pay attention to our <laughs> show, don't we? Yeah. No, because it didn't... The email arrived after we recorded the show. Yeah, because I don't think I remember it. No. Here we go. Okay. I liked Paranorman. It had moments where I laughed, whether a slight titter or chortle, and an outright overblown guffaw. No, that's not what he says. <laughs> I can start again. I liked... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> One of those weeks. Mm. I liked Paranorman. It had moments where I laughed, whether a slight titter or chortle, or an outright full-blown guffaw. Yes, I enjoyed this. It wasn't my favourite of these types of films. I actually watched Wreck-It Ralph straight after and found, my la found myself laughing a lot more at that, but I certainly would watch it again. See, now, I watched Wreck-It Ralph, hmm. and I was a little bit disappointed. I haven't seen it yet. I would, I mean, definitely watch it. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, definitely watch it. I don't know if you're you're a bit more of a gamer than me, so mm. you might get a bit more out of it. Mm. But yeah, I was, I was a little bit disappointed okay. than that. Okie dokie. Phil continues, I loved all the characters, from Norman himself to his friends. I particularly love when his friend shows up dressed in a hockey mask, which is preceded by Norman's rather ironic ringtone on his phone, yeah. to the brilliant overdramatic drama teacher. And for a film played for laughs, it has a really nice tender moment when the backstory of the witch is revealed. Yes. I really don't have a lot to say about this film other than I enjoyed it. Is that enough to say about a movie? I'm guessing if I was the director, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really did enjoy Paranormal, actually. So did I, which is why I got pitched it. Which is why I ended up with, it's the first one I've watched twice right. in relatively quick succession before recording yeah, yeah. the show. So, what are we doing this week? After stumbling through all that. Yes. Well, um, as 
our listeners will know, we're always asking people to send us pitches, and we've got quite a few stacked up at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, and we basically the, what we we're currently using them in a way to kind of f- fill weeks where we know we're going to be busy, or we're kind of you know utilizing them and finding the right time to match the movie to you know kind of fill fill the gaps that we have. Yes, and around. And um, our busy schedule meant we didn't really have time to watch any movies last week. Yeah, absolutely. Or the week before. Yeah, so Has we've it got... Been two, it's been two weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, because we missed last week, yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got we've got quite a lot. Well, we've got a few. Three or four we've got backed That's up. That's water bottle, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we've got three or four we've got we'll stacked up. And we will get to them all. Uh, and we greatly appreciate people sending them in. Um, and we were always wanting more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So please do send in any other pitches you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week... We are going... Tom's going to read this one. Yeah, I'm going to read this one, which will be really awful, probably. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to read this email straight. Hi, guys. Good start. I like it. Solid. Yeah. Says hello, calls us guys. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. After having my brother getting a pitch onto the show a few weeks ago, I thought I'd better pitch you a film myself, especially as I was the one that introduced him to the show because of the classic Casablanca review. Ah, the classic Casablanca yeah, review. That was a fun episode. Yes. Uh, that's on our, if you dig around on our blog, on yeah. the website, that's uh, that's in there. Uh, oh, yeah, it's fully, written, uh, fully written uh, yes, out. It? Yeah. Fully reprinted. Yeah. Uh, or you can listen to me laughing my ass off trying to read it out on air. Your yeah. choice. Um, okay. So the pitch is The Queen of Versailles, made in 2012, directed by Laura Greenfield. Um. In 2008, we meet Jackie Siegel, a former beauty queen, and her husband, David, a self-made billionaire who has the world's largest timeshare business. This is a couple that has nothing to worry about. They have just opened their latest resort on the Las Vegas Strip and business is booming. To celebrate their success, they decide to build their dream home. But this is a home like unlike any other. This home, when finished, is going to be the largest home in America. This house is so large, it is actually bigger than the White House and is inspired by the Palace of Versailles and is going to going to be a house beyond almost everyone's imagination. A few months into the build, the worldwide financial meltdown happens and the direction of the film takes a drastic change. Instead, we are now we now get to see how the, how the financial crisis sends the timeshare business uh, and the family life into complete chaos. During the financial crisis, the news was about the collapse of the banks and the businesses, but you never got the personal stories of how it, how it affected individuals, and this is that story. Keep oh. up, keep up the great work, Michael Pierce, older brother of Richard Pierce, who pitched you Undefeated. So Undefeated was a roaring success. It was, yeah, that was a great film. Um, so hopefully, Queen of Versailles will match. Yeah, it. I, I, th- I hope. Uh, I hope. Um... Yeah, I have seen. I remember seeing the trailer for this when it came out over here. And if you've ever seen Best in Show, mm-hmm. th- uh, I have also seen the trailer. For Jackie this, yeah. Siegel is exactly like Jennifer Coolidge in Best in Show. And as soon as I saw this trailer, and I and I saw that it was a proper actual documentary, not much, I wanted to see it. Okay. Um, so I'm pleased that Michael has sent us in this pitch, and I think it should be good. It's uh, it, it's an intriguing premise. Mm. Um, and we'll see if by next week. I'm we... hoping the taste for fine documentaries runs in the family blood. Yes, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll see if and we get end... the rest of the family in on the act. Get mum to send <laughs> yeah, a picture. And... Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see if we end up feeling sympathetic towards uh, multi-billionaires. Yeah. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. 
Um, we found it on Netflix. It's on the US version at least. I'm not yeah. sure if it's on any other countries' I versions. Mo- I think it is, yeah. I think it's on UK. But if you can watch it, watch it and uh, send us your reviews. Yeah, please do. Which would be marvellous. Right, we should wrap this up. We should And uh, stop making a hash of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not on form think, this week, are we? I know. It's, uh, yeah. it's the work schedule that's doing it. Yeah. It, we kind of kind of get, get down here and we're like, yeah, okay, ready to record. And then we start and we're like, oh, headache. Yeah. Uh, it's taking its toll. Yeah. But no, we shall get... We'll try and get back on track yeah, soon. Try and get lively. Yes. All right. Let's hope the Queen of Versailles makes us lively. Yeah. Absolutely. If the Queen of Versailles makes you lively, <laughs> what? That's a perfectly valid segue. <laughs> Fine. You can tell us as much on Twitter at HYS Podcast. On Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The blog is have you seen.net and the email uh, where we receive these wonderful reviews and pitches this week uh, is podcast at have you seen.net. As always, we like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly of new show posts, retweets on Twitter, again, particularly of new show tweets, reviews and ratings on iTunes to keep us visible and relevant, yeah. and your reviews for pitches. What? No. Your reviews and pitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can now review our pitches. Yeah, review, say, yeah, say how well pitches. we did. Yeah. yeah, great. If you think we could enunciate a bit better, yeah, if you think Tom yeah. needs to stop mumbling. Yeah, and criticize my reading aloud, it'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, thank you, of course, to all of you for listening, especially if you sent us pictures and reviews. Yes. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for the use of the submersible and its mm. new soundproof double door uh, dealia bob. Yeah. Uh, and to Alexia Mom for the technical expertise. As always. Mm-hmm. Right. We're done. We have a date with the biggest house in America. We do. And um, we'll see you next week when we talk about it. Bye. Bye.